the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Tough week for financial news. Newell Rubbermaid has agreed to acquire infant product company Baby Jogger from private equity firm Riverside Company for $210 million. Um, Newell Rubbermaid was founded in 1903 as maker of curtain rods, now owns consumer brands such as Sharpie and Paper Made in Lennox. It's been trying to refocus its portfolio. The company appears to be focused more on home products, as it said in July that it would pay $308 million for a maker of reusable water bottles. Um, baby Jocker. It's like, uh-oh, it's going to be a slow week in news. Intel's acquired privately held company Password Box, effective immediately. Trying to shore up their digital security as consumers become increasingly concerned in light of all the high-profile data thefts recently in the past, you know, 18 months spanning from Target to Home Depot. Password Box was founded in 2012. Um, So it's not that old, is it? Other big news out there today is oil is weighing in on the markets. Recent slump in oil prices continue to weigh on global markets, dragging down stocks and hammering the Russian ruble in particular. Brent crude oil dropped 3.5% to 6753 a barrel before recovering up to about 70 um, this is a dangerous time in the market. I think people have become very, very <clears throat> um, leaning on positive. SP 500 is down 8, the Dow is down 24, the NASDAQ down 32. Joining me now, Tony Mendez with BayAreaLoanSource.com. That's BayAreaLoanSource.com. He's a mortgage lender. He's my mortgage lender. I've done a couple refis with him. I've done a couple new purchases with him. So I know that it's a process, and it's good to have someone that you trust. He's someone that I trust. Therefore, you can trust. Hi, Rob. Tony Mendez, you're here to talk today home improvement. Um, I bought a house that needed some work. Um, I fortunately had cash to fund it. Um, I don't think the work was worth it. But some people like to improve their homes. I myself would go with a gold toilet because sitting on a gold toilet is all that and more. But new kitchen to me, eh. person that buys my house is going to say, I don't like that tile. Yeah. So I'm, I'm cautious about it, my and, home improvements. It, but you might be wrong that there is a percentage, uh, 92% as a matter of fact, saying that um, kitchens are get the best return on your investment. Kitchen remodels. See, I disagree with right that. Right up there with siding. Siding is a little bit higher, 92.8%. Yeah. But small kitchen remodels, they're, they're specific at that small remodels always will give you a better return than big remodels. Because big remodels usually mean that you're putting more of your personal taste into it. Right. When remodels should be the basics. Bathrooms, you know, new tiles on the floor, nothing fancy, no fancy gold toilets. Okay, let's stay with kitchen for a second. Kitchen. So, like, a new gas stove is better than an electric stove. That's right. an improvement that I can back. Upgrades, yes. Right. New refrigerator that saves energy is something that people instantly say, that's a nice-looking refrigerator. Right. Whereas tile and cabinets, in particular, sometimes they change. You know, the taste today is not the same taste in 10 years, so... You tend not to get the best bang for your buck. Bathroom, I hear, is the best bang for your buck. If you do like a spa shower, people love spa showers. Um, so spend a little money there versus uh Well, there's two things that cabinets. that 
people look at. Tommy. There's uh, what they call your curb appeal. Okay. And that's why siding is the, one of the number one spots as far as the kind of improvements that you do. Okay. Uh, and then the kitchen. And that's because of the family-oriented part of uh, single-family residence, and that would be the people who cook in the house. We'll go right to the kitchen because that's the main activity, and you're going to get more sight inside the, uh, the property. Okay. So those two reasons um, is why those are on the top. Anything else, uh, like replacing roofs and windows, they get a lot less return, uh, lower than 80% per dollar. So you have to be really careful about what you do, um, and there's two reasons why people would do a remodel on their house. One, for necessity, and two, to resell their house and probably get some more money on their return. Um, if I was to resell a house, if I was for the purpose of reselling a house, I would do very little improvements that were not a necessity. Okay. Wouldn't you agree? I mean, it's, there's when you sell your house, for example, your house, I've been to your house, you don't need to do much to it. Right. Paint, maybe a new rug in rooms. But you don't have to do any kind of kitchen remodel or any bathroom remodel. They'll leave that up to the new buyer, especially in this kind of market. We're in a seller's market right now. Homes that are in distress are getting top dollar. And I think, it's a, I think that if you're competing against 20, 30 other homes, yeah, maybe you want to spruce it up and maybe do some special things, but not in this type of market when we're limited in the inventory. You know what I would do if I wanted to improve my home value? I would build an addition. I want to do a teardown. I try to get some square footage on a second level. Uh, maybe tear down half of my house and build up. I, I'd be really I questionable about that because I know. that's even a more expensive type of upgrade, and you're putting more personal taste into the design. Well, and you may be eliminating more more unless you're you know exactly what these people want. Most homes in the Bay Area sell on one thing: square footage. The no, comparable, I would disagree. Really, I would say location. Well, locate, I think we're saying the same term. In your location, you're going to compare square footage to my house to the house next to me. That's how companies like Zillow work. Right. They see you have a 1,600-square-foot house. They see what the 2,000-square-foot house sold for, and then they factor in 25% less house. Mm-hmm. Um, so square footage is a large part of the comparables that come in to set the price of your home. So to me, if you can add square footage at the right rate, so figure out what your homes are going for in your neighborhood – and then take that extra square footage you're going to add and multiply it. And if you can get it in that ballpark, you yeah, as long as you don't go too big, because you never, you don't want to be the biggest house on your street. I agree. Because you're going to fall harder than anybody else. Your low, the smaller homes will dictate the price in your neighborhood as opposed to the higher, the bigger homes. Anything else that we need to know about this concept of improving your home? You know, it's. It, I think it's all about personal taste. I think where. People make the biggest mistake is they get the money from the wrong place. They okay. they they get too many home equity lines of credit, and they open it for too much, and they never pay it back. Yep. Um, they think that uh, improving a $25,000, $30,000 kitchen uh, is like, oh, we need it, but we'll just take it out of the house. They still got to make payments on it. Yeah, I don't look at home equity line of credit as anything other than your piggy bank that you're taking from. Um, I would only take a home equity line of credit if you, could, if you know that you can pay it back in a certain period of time. That's Tony Mendez. You can find him at... BayAreaLoanSource.com. That's BayAreaLoanSource.com. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Black Friday. Um, not so good. Weaker than expected. Black Friday sales plummeted this year. Consumer spending during America's Thanksgiving weekend dropped compared with last year, but the decline could be attributed to an improving economy and changing shopping habits. A strengthened economy that changes consumers' reliance on deep discounts, a highly competitive environment, early promotions, and the ability to shop 24-7 online all contributed to the shift. The economy is good. You don't have to wait for the discounts as much so. Interesting, eh? I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, invested, and more. Find me online at robblack.com. That's robblack.com.
I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Gold is struggling. Over the weekend, the Swiss um, people, the people of Switzerland, voted on forcing the central bank to hold more gold to succeed. Uh, failed, and gold selling off on that news. Uh, about 11.41 an ounce. A lot of gold's been sold this year in the stock market. About 4.4 billion has flowed out of gold mutual funds. I'm not a fan of gold uh, in any way, shape, or form. I understand the professional reason to use it as an uh, inflation hedge, but on a radio show that caters towards the average people, I think it's way oversold in kind of a really crappy way. And what I mean by that, uh, gold coins, not the way to go, ever. 30% markup to buy, 30% markup to sell. You're not going to make money in that world. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about money, investing, and more. Let's bring in CFP, Chad Burton. Let's welcome in CFP, Chad Burton. Let's talk a little Loaded variable annuities, annuities in general, uh, these are products that are sold to people. They, they preach safety. They preach protection. Uh, they tend to say you don't have to invest in the crazy stock market. What are your thoughts on loaded variable annuities? Most of the promises are smoke and mirrors. So people buy these things because they talk about guarantees of 5 or 6%. So they think their principal is guaranteed, and it's not the case. It's an income for life guarantee. And because of balanced portfolio, even over this last what's decade, different? what's the difference? Well, a principal guarantee means if you have you know six percent guarantee in ten years, if you want to cash it out and the market's fallen twenty percent, you're going to have your original investment plus a six percent return. You can cash in a check and walk away with your money. Okay. That's not the case. If you want the guarantees that come with a variable annuity, you have to create an income stream at retirement. And so you don't. It's it's not walk away money. It's income for life money. All right. Number two, you're paying for that guarantee. The fees inside those variable annuities are often, you know, one and a half to two percent just for the insurance cost of the fee plus the internal cost of the funds that you're investing in. So loaded variable annuities often have fees of about three percent a year. Okay. Um, which is a significant hit to your overall portfolio in the long run. Now I use a no load variable annuity for a portion of my bond investments. Right but only a small portion. Having all of the money in there is going to cost you a lot of principal in the long run and your heirs a lot of mo- money when you pass away. So variable annuities, the problem with them is that you know they're sold to people. They say, here's this great investments. I'll help you manage the money. And here's these income guarantees or death benefit guarantees. You pay for the guarantee. The person sells it to you and they disappear because they've got to go find the next you to sell to. They make all their money up front. Right? Right. And then you're stuck in the deal for six to 10 years. So you're stuck in a deal. And mathematically, you know, if you give them $100,000, they're guaranteeing that they'll give you $6,000. They're guaranteeing that income. That's not what they're guaranteeing. They're not, it's not a principal guarantee. It's an income for life starting at age, say, well, 65. Okay, and that income is 6% of 100000 Yes. So they're guaranteeing 6000 Right. Okay, that's the basic. I'm, I'm trying yeah. to get people all on the same page with this concept. Um, what have you got in annuity? Do you call the insurance company and say, I, I need this explained to me in human terms? What's your first step to determine if you keep it or don't keep it? Uh, well, the first one is, when did you buy it, and are there surrender charges? So you're getting your statement, and they say, here's your account value, and here's your surrender value. Um, a lot of times, if you bought one, unfortunately, you're going to have to stay in it until the surrender charges go away. Okay. And then you're free to move it. So if there's a gain in the contract, um, you can do a 1035 exchange to a no-load version and avoid paying taxes on the gain. If it's an IRA, then you can do whatever you want. You can just transfer it to another IRA or, or whatever there may be. But if there's a gain, you have to realize that. Um, let's say you took taxable dollars and you invested in an annuity, variable annuity, and you've lost money in it. Well, if you cash it out, there's a way to write off the loss as a miscellaneous itemized deduction, but there's AMT tax issues there that you have to talk to your tax advisor about. But a lot of times you just have to look at your statement, say, are there surrender charges? And when did those go away? 
And as soon as they go away, or maybe even a year early as they decline in value, it might be an issue of you might want to leave two years early because it's a pay-if-you-stay or a pay-if-you-go type of a scenario. Right. These are really high. But there's all sorts of no-load variable annuities that you could 1035 exchange to without, you know, and then it's to- totally liquid, 100% liquid. For Where can you find these annuities that you would want to transfer into? Because my general concept is I don't like working with other human beings on financial products right. when it comes to insurance and insur- annuities are insurance. So therefore I don't want to work with a human. I want to work with a company like uh, USAA. Do they do annuities? Does Yeah. I mean the, but the only reason in my opinion to be in a variable annuity, a no load variable annuity is for a, a bond like guarantee income for life. And okay. so uh, the, the ones that are out there, you can go to emeritusdirect.com. Vanguard has one. Okay. And those are really the ones that are, are decent. And I, in fact, you know, they're changing though because they change how they charge on the the fees. So uh, a lot of times people really can't just do it on their own. It's a, it's the most confusing financial product that's out there. Contact you, or is that not something you want people doing? Oh, yeah, I mean, if people you know have an annuity as part of their overall portfolio and they're worried about it and they think they got sold a you know basically a pile of garbage and they want some help on you know should I stay? Should I go? What are the no-load options out there? By all means, yeah. Chat at chadperton.com if you want to shoot me a scenario. That's something we should start a business on, pileofgarbage.com. <laughs> <laughs> Pileofgarbageannuities.com. So Emeritus, you brought up that name. I don't think that's a name that most people are familiar with. They're the no-load insurance pioneer. Really? Yeah, so you can even get permanent life insurance through a company like that um, that's you know no-load. So if you're in this life insurance policy for three years and you don't like it anymore, you don't need it anymore, you can get out your cash value without surrender charges. You know, when you bring up Pioneer, I think of the uh, Go West young man and the Pioneers and things along those lines. Yeah. I figure I'm pretty pleased that I was born when I was born because if I was a Pioneer, I would have been the, the first guy shot with the arrow. Mm. You know how the all, Pioneers are all in the stagecoaches and they're all, you know, uh, in their covered wagons and then a, an arrow comes over the horizon and it hits someone. And then everybody knows to hide after exactly. after you got hit. I'm going to be the puffy target that gets deflated. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I got in the business almost 20 years ago, and my you know my grandfather was selling annuities at banks for years. Back then, capital gains were at 27%. So annuities were a great next bet after your IRAs. Roths weren't around yet. And if we see an increase in capital gains tax, annuities will become attractive again and if they go up over 25%. That's CFP Chad Burton. CFP Chad Burton. You can find him at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. Disney's ABC's news division is producing a social media version of its World News Tonight program to attract mobile viewers. The minute-long news summaries will appear every weekday, starting today on the show's Facebook.com page. The company said that it's a first-story network anchor, FaceCast, the one thing. Will be hosted by David Muir, who took over the evening newscast from Diane Sawyer in September. The program will feature three or four topics, often focused on a statistic or photo that caught the news team interests. The nightly news is not the one-way street anymore. Things are changing, for sure. Um, The anchor will tweet during commercial breaks. Media companies are stepping up their efforts to distribute their content digitally as viewing rises on tablets and smartphones. I think it's an interesting story, and again, I think that's one of the reasons the Internet will continue to evolve. Um, And the reason I say that is uh, this is professional content. A lot of the stuff out there right now is, you know, kind of hack content, you know. Uh, Someone wants to uh, podcast or shoot some video. I think some of those YouTube stars will fade as... Some companies like Disney and ABC decide to, you know, pump up their uh, media divisions, online media divisions. So I like the story, uh, for sure. You know, getting high-quality content, professionally written or developed, it's not the easiest thing to do on the internet at times, right? So I think that's a big win for Facebook. I think it's a big win for YouTube. I think that's a big win for Disney. Further, you know, putting them more at arm's length from competition. SP 500 lower today. Dow lower, NASDAQ lower. Gold a little bit higher. Crude oil under 70. There's some people who believe that oil can cave all the way to $40 a barrel. That seems aggressive, but the market's redrawing politics from Caracas to Tehran. 
Oil's decline is proving to be the worst since the collapse of the financial system in 2008 and threatening to have the same global impact of falling prices three decades ago that led to the Mexican debt crisis and the end of the Soviet Union. Russia is the world's largest producer, can no longer rely on the same oil revenues to rescue an economy suffering from European and U.S. sanctions. Iran is also reeling from similar actions. They're going to need to reduce subsidies that have partly insulated its growing population. Nigeria is fighting an Islamic insurgency. And in Venezuela, they're crippled by failing political and economic policies. Also a ranking amongst the biggest losers for the decisions on Thursday, while you and I were stuffing our face with turkey and ham, that OPEC last week said they're going to, you know, we're not going to do anything. We're going to keep output kind of where it's at. It's a pretty big shock for uh, the oil markets. Oil at $40 a barrel, cheap gasoline. Uh, Target and Walmart would obviously benefit. Very few people expected the United States to do as well as we've done with our oil resurgence. Oil's down 38% so far this year. 516-1220 to get your calls in the air. I'm Rob Black. Black talking all things financial, money investing, and more. I want you to be careful on who you get advice from. There's a writer for the LA Times who is in the business section who knows nothing. I'm telling you nothing about business. I haven't had many conversations with him. Um, just a lot of static in his head. <clears throat> and yet he gives financial advice. He's one of the people who kind of like hates banks. That's his kind of shtick. Take a look at the markets. We're weaker. U.S. factory activity growth slows in November. Black Friday sales were down 11%. That's interesting. Can oil fall to $40 a barrel is what a lot of people are asking. I think we still have another week, two weeks of potential weakness. Um... And as we get weaker, it's going to be more and more of a buying opportunity for certain stocks. And as we get weaker, it's going to be more of a buying opportunity for instead of buying on weakness, you buy into strength. The airlines are big winners in all of this. Big winners. Not only have they upgraded their fleets in the last 30 years, but they've modernized their technologies so as to get a little bit more bang for their buck when flying. Uh, Sony got hacked. Five new films have all leaked online following a hack attack. Copies of DVD screeners for four early Sony movies, including the upcoming Annie, are getting some unwelcome early exposure. Uh, Fury, the war picture, still in theaters since you know last month, has been downloaded over 880,000 times on peer-to-peer networks. Another big uh, film, Mr. Turner, Still Alice, To Write Love on Her Arms, um, are all being downloaded. Some people think Sony's being hacked by North Korea because they're getting ready to release the movie that kind of mocks the North Korean president in the interview. Um, Sony's outbreak marks the biggest piracy incident since July, when Lionsgate saw Expendables 3 pop on line three weeks before its theatrical release. Stop and think about that. And again, 880,000 people downloading the movie Fury. If you get them to spend 10 bucks each for a film, I know. It turns into real money, doesn't it? I think you're going to see companies like Comcast continue to crack down on piracy. Slowly. I have a friend who was using a uh, 
illegal service. And Comcast said, you know, we know that you're using an illegal service. And he stopped using said illegal service immediately. So just throwing it out there. I think it's going to be interesting to watch. $750 million in gift cards go unused in 2014. Think about that when you're giving someone a gift card. Um, certainly you're saying, I lack imagination. I hate people that tell other people what to buy them for Christmas. Sales of gift cards have risen to $124 billion this year, up from $118 billion last year, and $80 billion in 2007. $750 million to go unused. Now, you know why retailers love those, right? It's become eight cards in recent years. Credit Card Accountability Responsibility Act ruled that they should not expire until five years after they're issued. The IRS has a billion-dollar problem on their hand at this point in time. They've long struggled with weeding out prisoner tax fraud, an issue that costs taxpayers tens of millions of dollars every year. The fraud's getting worse. Tax fraud committed by incarcerated people has skyrocketed in the last few years. Fraudulent refund claims by prisoners ballooned to more than $1 million in 2012, up from $166 million in 2007. Isn't that amazing? The IRS can't really seem to get their act together. We'll have to get my IRS guy on to talk about this story. Refund fraud committed by prisoners has grown to a billion-dollar problem. Um, hmm. That's all I got for you. I don't know. You look at your taxes and you go, this would be a nice problem to fix. It doesn't really necessarily mean it's going to happen in your lifetime, but you look at it as this would be a nice problem to fix. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Other big stories that are out there today, Intel has announced that they're going to be part of um, the new Google Glass, providing the electronic brains for a new version of Google's Glass device expected next year. Uh, currently, the chip that's in it is text instruments. Intel plans to promote glass to companies such as hospital networks and manufacturers while developing new workplace uses for the device. Uh, Intel wants to get into wearable. Intel clearly missed mobile, and they don't want to miss wearable. Through a program it calls Glass at Work, Google will be working with software developers to encourage the use of glass in industries. So Google Glass is... It doesn't look like the consumer is going to see apps developed for it anytime soon. As most companies that had apps, like Twitter, have said, you know what, we're just not going to develop the resources. Uh, we're not going to you know, devote the resources to develop the apps for it. I understand that. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Black Friday, we saw sales down 11%, even after doling out discounts on electronics and clothes. Today's Cyber Monday. Um, not excited, you know. I think America's kind of figured out, hey, we can order from Amazon any day of the week we want and have it shipped to us in two days. And I don't think the Internet's that big of a secret anymore. And going to stores is becoming more and more of a hassle. Can't tell you the last time I went to a quote-unquote mall. I'm Rob Black. Find me online at robblack.com. It's robblack.com. Views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of the Wall Street Business Network, this station, its management, owners, or advertisers, and should not be construed as legal, tax, or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Insightful. Informative. 
irreverent. We're ready. The Wall Street Business Network presents Rob Black and Your Money, your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finances, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800 516 1220. So call in, we'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now, to start your day with the latest news and market commentary, here's Rob Black on the Wall Street Business Network. It's financial money invested in more. Going to delve into a little bit of what you should be doing as an investor concepts. In uno momentero, but, but, a couple stories just stand out to me is like, how stupid can America be? And the first and foremost, and this is, I would say, stupid American story number two, or maybe three, uh, but you know the Samoas and the Wheat Thins, they're yummy delicious, right? Girl Scouts of the United States are going to start selling the Girl Scout cookies online after over 100 years of in-person transactions. Isn't the whole goal of the in-person transaction to kind of start a little bit of networking, a little bit of uh, girls talking sales pitches and girls coming up with concepts of how can we move these packaged goods? So putting Girl Scout cookies on the web just seems to me to be cutting out the whole point. The web version, customers can visit a Scout's personal cookie webpage that tracks cookie sales. Days remaining and percentage of the goal reached. Parents have to approve of the page, so it's getting a little bit better as the story goes on. It allows you to reach customers that you would not reach otherwise. Obviously, you can you know, email out to your uh, brothers and sisters and other family members, but doesn't it seem kind of odd? I mean, there's some things... Uh, I'm not going to be like the old guy who refuses. I remember when we used to have pay phones... And you'd have to scrounge up 10 cents or 15 cents to put it in the phone. Then it became a quarter. Where are the pay phones now? Um, so they can sell a lot more cookies. America's going to get a lot fatter. So uh, it's just a t- pilot program, but it seems kind of like losing the idea. Okay, so that's, I think, going the wrong direction, kind of story number one. And the story that just makes me cringe and almost want to die because of the stupidity of the world. Spa treatments don't stop with just people. You won't see any aromatherapy candles around, but animals are now getting massages, and it's becoming a regular service that a lot of pet owners value. When did this come in? When did doggy massages gain in popularity? So there's a San Francisco dog massage therapist quoted in the story is, people call me because their dogs are having problems. The work I do is important for animals, so they have a high quality of life. Um, wow. Now, there is no doubt about it. Um, I do a very small stretching class once a week because you never seem to find time to stretch at home. That stretching is good for flexibility, circulation, and immunity. And you can understand why people would want to do this for their pets, but it seems a bit much. Um, I get horses, you know, especially if they're racehorses. I don't know. Should there be regulation on this? I don't know. Is someone a licensed practitioner? Um, State veterinarians, are they wanting in on this action? Pet owners last year spent $4.4 billion on other services. Now, other services include grooming, training, and things like massage. Uh, it's a 6.1% jump since 2012. You need to invest in pet world. Massage sessions could be 30 to 40 minutes. This is making me ill. A therapist will travel to your home, your workplace. There's people who actually make a career out of giving dogs massages. Um, some of these pet massage scenarios let the dog chew on a bone the whole time 
they play spa sounds, uh, which a therapist says helps relax the dog. But how do we know it helps relax the dog? It's like that old joke, how do you know dog food tastes good? You know, like the Alpo commercials, like, dogs love the taste. It's not like they leave little feedback forms. Anyway, um, I find that shocking. And again, a lot of people are going to hit retirement and live in uh, trailer parks. And they're going to remember back in the good old days when, you know, Wolfie the dog um, got a massage. I just don't get it. Uh, scary story of the day. And this is one. I'm always on the flights that go pretty smoothly. I've been on one really horrific flight. But a passenger on a commercial turboprop airplane in Canada got a scare this week when a bolt from the propeller came loose and was sent speeding like a bullet in the window next to him. Uh, you don't want bolts from propellers flying off. Um, especially when you can see it. Makes it even worse. Um, because that starts the question. like, what part of the wing did it come from? Is the wing going to break apart? How strong is the second pane of glass? When you can see the first pane of glass, you get smashed. There's a company that's working on a really cool concept of windowless flights. And instead, they're going to like project what the outside world looks like on the inside. Um, so you'd literally see clouds. Uh, to me, that just sounds too... Ooh. I might have a problem with that reality. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Uh, anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Oil slump is weighing on the world markets. Recent slump in oil prices continues. Um, I remember a couple weeks ago when oil was in the mid... 80s, and I was talking with CFP Chad Burton, and he was like, yeah, it could, it, it'll hold 70, 75. I'm like, I'm not so sure about that. So now we're down to $67 a barrel, and OPEC's decision to leave output target unchanged, rattling the markets. The Russian ruble closely linked to oil because energy accounts for a big portion of the company's, uh, country's exports slumped to a fresh record low. How Putin is surviving... Um, Sanctions and other issues going on in Russia right now is, is amazing. Uh, he really must have people's hands and vices and such. Um, Google Glass made a deal with Intel. Intel's going to make the semiconductors to power the next version of Google Glass, which is going to be geared towards businesses, I think. Um, auto sales. I noticed a lot more Black Friday auto sale commercials. So the Auto dealers are getting in on the whole Black Friday sham. Automakers could report their highest November sales in more than a decade after new car shoppers feasted on the deals. November's annualized adjusted selling rate is expected to flirt with 17 million vehicles. Mark Cuban is a guy who I, I like. I just think he's he's kind of a little bit too honest. And that kind of plays into where I try to be. One of the things he says about the average American is that they should skip investing and take advantage of Black Friday. And when you first start thinking about that, that's, like, that's horrible advice. And on a lot of levels, it is horrible advice. He's not saying don't invest. He's saying that the average person should try to get everything that they buy as consumers one day of the year and take advantage of that 30-40% off. I kind of like where he's thinking. If you're going to if you're going to buy a TV this year, consider doing it on a Friday. If you're going to buy a couch, like, can you do all your shopping on one day of big ticket items? That's a good question. I'm Rob Black, talking to all things financial, money, investing, and more.
created one of the world's most expensive TV shows. It's going to be called Marco Polo. It's coming out, I want to say, in early December. What's going to be interesting to note about this one is it's clearly internationally themed. It's second only to HBO's Game of Thrones as far as cost per episode. $90 million produced 10 episodes. They need this to work because they'll hold the rights to it. And it's got an international kind of appeal. So they want to expand internationally. And this might be a way for them to pull it off. Let's bring in CFP Chad Burton. We know CFP Chad Burton. Mr. Burton, got an email for you. It comes from a man named Wayne. We have five grandkids. I'd like to set up a routine way to begin setting aside funds for them on a monthly basis. What suggestions do you have? Um, well, first of all, what does he want to use the funds for? If it's for education um, and they're wealthy, one of the best ways to do that is a 529 plan. Okay. So Talk to parents. Yeah. Well, no, the grandparents can set it up for the kid. Okay. Um, it's still, st- it could still show up for financial aid, but it usually ends up better if the grandparents own it than the parents. Interesting. Um, and usually if you set that up, you want to calculate it so that the grandparents are using the 529 plans to pay for the later years of college so it doesn't mess up financial aid in the early years. But with that said, there's three good no-load options. Um, there's Utah, Nevada, and Alaska are my favorite no-load 529 plan options. California's is actually better now, too, that TACREF took it over. And a lot of people think of TACREF as an annuity company. This yeah. isn't an annuity. Um, so it's an actual no-load product. Um, they bought Naveen Investments, by the way. So they're getting in the ETF world, closed-end fund world. Um, anyway, so th- what's great about that is that as long as it's used for secondary education, there's some overseas colleges and some, um, what do you call it, secondary education that's not college options, like um, and, uh, some culinary things, things like that. You can find about 529 plans at uh, savingforcollege.com. Um, and what's great about it is if you have a large estate, as long as it's been five years since you set up the 529 plan, it's out of your estate for estate tax purposes. Okay. So not only is it tax-free growth in no-load funds as long as you use it for education, secondary education, but if you pass away and you have a huge estate, if some of your assets would typically get taxed at 35% plus on the estate tax bracket, the 529 plans won't count against that. And you can get five years' worth of gifting at once. So you can actually get a lot of money out of your estate but yet still control it. So if the kid becomes a punk, um, doesn't go to college, does drugs or whatever, you can change to different grandkid. You can uh, pull the money back into your state if you some reason need it. You'll pay a 10% penalty in taxes on the growth, but uh, you can still control it. So it's very, it's one of the very few estate planning tools, one of the only ones, that you can get it out of your estate but still have complete control of it. He had another question inside of it, 529, so you kind of yeah. answered that. UTMA is the other way to do it. Does anyone still use UTMAs? Yeah, I have one for each of my kids. for Why? their Well, it's it's to teach them, so if they want, they get involved in saving, and they're able to electronically transfer from their bank account to their TD Ameritrade account, and we I have them actually go in and make the trade for buying the ETFs that they want to buy. And so it's their money. I tell them that, you know, stock market money is not, my younger ones have trouble understanding it. So what am I going to get this year? I talk to them about dividends, and so what? how much am I going to get this year from it? And you have to go through the market's positive 70% of the time. You will get dividends. You want to reinvest those. Stock market money is five-year-plus money. It's not tomorrow money. It's saving for your car. It's saving for your first house. And it allows them to log on, see how that works, see things grow or change in value. You know, have them log in once a month, not every day, because you don't want them to get in the idea of that investments are a daily issue. But UTMA accounts, it'll, it'll give them a handle on their savings. It becomes theirs at 18 to 21, depending on the state. How about for this grandfather who's trying to save for his kids 529 or for ETFs? Mm-hmm. How about does he get anything out of it? Can he get tax savings for himself? No. no. Um, certain states like Oregon, okay. 529 plan contributions have state tax deductions. At a certain age, you're going to get taxed on it. So it's it's there's not really a tax savings vehicle for it. Um, a lot of times, though, Rob, if a grandparent wants to set up only like 50 bucks a month in systematic savings... Don't do a brokerage account. Just go to one of the no-load fund companies and set up a mutual fund contribution. 
like a T row price, a Vanguard, whatever, because then you can do it right out of your checking account. It goes into the mutual fund and there's no trading. There's no physical act of having to go on and trade okay. like a brokerage account. So if you want to keep things really simple and you're not, you're not going to have the kid going on making the trade, just go. That's when no load index funds make more sense. Or can no you, load can your oldest son yet sell orange, orange juice futures? Not yet. That's a good one. I'll have to give that a shot. You should. Bye, bye, bye. Sell, sell, sell. And teach him to check Florida weather, right? And Absolutely. Do it based on that. And hurricanes and freezes. Yeah. With that said, that's CFP Chad Burton. You can find him at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. Another stupid story out there telling you how stupid Americans can truly be are the ugly Christmas sweaters. You ask yourself, why do other parts of the world hate Americans? you need to look no further than ugly Christmas sweaters. Um, it's time to raid your grandma's closet at that time of year. Woo! Try to find anything that she has that's hideously ugly. Because hideously ugly Christmas sweaters are the coolest thing in festive fashion. Um, competition picks up on it every year. Stores like Walmart and Target are selling their own ugly sweaters. While a single... Uh, there's one sports company that does it, and I know, like, the San Jose Sharks do it. Uh, pretty big business. There's one woman who on eBay said that you know, she'd go to thrift shops and find ugly sweaters, and she said she's put two sons through college on just that business alone. She said that she sold about 25,000 ugly sweaters, and she certainly made over a million dollars in revenue. Um, it's kind of amazing. Why are Americans hated? because of our sweaters, I kind of think it's um, kind of true. If you just look at the way we gaudily, gaudily spend our money. Anyhow, not my A-game today. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on their air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Um... ABC is going to produce a social media version of the evening newscast. I love the idea. I'm not a commuter who goes on a train, but I am someone who lays in bed with my phone and searches through the news. Believe it or not, one of my favorites is USA Today. Not for the business stories, but for everything else that's kind of light and easy. So I like their app. I like the idea of professional content, USA Today's professionally written content. I would much rather have that than the Drudge Report, or, and the Drudge Report's not bad, uh, or the Huffington Post, not bad, not bad. They, I'd way better have that than, you know, the hack amateur sites that are out there sometimes. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Don't be shy. 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-516-1220. Money invested in more. Find me online at robblack.com. I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing, and more. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Money, investing, and more. If you have questions, drop me an email, rob at robblackshow.com. It's rob at robblackshow.com. Recapping some of the big headlines from today. Black Friday sales plummeted this year. It's probably more of to do with, as the economy has improved, people got some things that they've had some pent-up demand for. Uh, 
that they used to have to wait for big discounts, but now they feel a little bit more cash flush. Black Friday was Amazon.com's busiest day ever. It sold 64 items every second. Amazon has reported its busiest ever sales day, Friday morning from Amazon. Netflix has created one of the most expensive TV shows in the world. It's important to note that Marco Polo is heavily tied towards um, international expansion for Netflix. $750 million in gift cards are going to go unused in 2014. That's sad. Um, I'm not like sad like donkey sad, but I'm sad. Um, other big ideas out there today. Intel acquiring Password Box, a company that was founded in 2012. Helps people device, log into any device, and all their passwords without typing. I think it's going to be a big trend in the future. I saw that Apple's now made it so that you can unlock your Mac with your phone. Now, this gets interesting. Why? Well, because the fingerprint sensor. Give it credit is... Having just got an iPhone 6 and having been a Google user for years and years and years and years and years, the nicest thing I think about the iPhone 6 is the passwords, or the fingerprint sensor. I know it sounds like an odd thing to say, but it really makes the phone feel less like a phone, less like a computer. Like, I must punch in these digits. I must swipe this way. I must swipe that way. Nope. Swarm up your little thumbsy right there on it. 800-516-1220 to each calls in the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about not getting the calls and not having my best show today. Struggling content. Struggling. Um, don't overspend on the holidays. Uh, another thing that I, I highly endorse is don't do stupid things with your money. Um, the screen on your mobile device, it's a very fragile component. More than 90% of the repairs uh, on phones are screen replacements. Um, how can you get your phone, if it's cracked fixed, you can hire a professional. Usually the phone's manufacturer or third-party repair. Easiest solution for me is to go back to the, you know, the company themselves. Apple charges about $130 for the iPhone 5 and iPhone 6 Plus models, and $110 for the iPhone 6. So just because it's cracked doesn't mean you have to throw it away. And there's uh, some companies now that will send a technician out to your house to fix your cracked phone. Uh, if you have a few bucks that you want to spare, iFixit, which is a maker of do-it-yourself tech repair kits, sells an iPhone 5S screen repair kit for $90, which is 20 to $40 less than the Apple repair fee. It's not for everyone. It's a delicate procedure involving numerous tiny screws and parts, and uh, some people just don't have the, uh, you know, the steady hands for it. It's nice to see. I read a nice article on J-Law over the weekend and how frugal she is with her money, even though she's, you know, commanding 10-plus million dollars per film, and uh, she's already won, you know, an Academy Award, that she's frugal. Uh, in day and age where you see celebrities driving around a $300,000 car, she drives around a $30,000 car. Um, and to me, that's like, I don't have a daughter, but if I did have a daughter, I'd say pay attention to her. Not that, am I allowed to use the word hussy, Lindsay Lohan? <laughs> who she gets a dollar and she spends it. Um, and again, I don't know Lindsay Lohan, so I'm just totally... Uh, the Kim Kardashians of the world, totally bashing on people that I don't really know. But it's kind of nice to see people frugal, because young girls do look up to celebrity women as role models. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we could talk about. Um, stocks that benefit from lower oil prices, um, I think it should be a trend. I don't think we're going to see a smash rebound in oil. Oil's plunged more than 30%, so if we don't get that snap back to $80, $90 a barrel, and you get a sustained lower oil prices in a consumption-oriented economy with... You know, 68% of our gross domestic product driven by consumer spending. Lower, lower energy is like a tax cut for the average American. Um, companies that make paints and stains, uh, they use, you know, when 
energy costs fall, they benefit. There's a company called PPG Energy Industries. PPG is a ticker. Take a look at it. They make house paint under the Glidden uh, and Pittsburgh Paint Brands. Valspar. They have premium paint at Lowe's. It began selling its Valspar brand at more than 3,000 Ace Hardware stores as well. Another one to take a look at is Goodyear Tire and Rubber. Uh, drop in oil prices is a boost twofold for Goodyear. Profit margins become plumper because of the lower raw material costs, plus more affordable gasoline means people tend to drive more. And they wear up those tires. Wear out those tires. Um, Costco. I like Costco so much more than Target or Walmart. Rocks is paper. I'm going Costco. But Walmart, Costco, and Target all will benefit from this. Another winner will be Dollar Store, Dollar General. Um, but there will also be some bargains inside the oil patch itself. You know, companies like Halliburton, who are acquiring Baker Hughes. Shares of integrated oil giant Chevron have an eye-popping 3.7% yield. Well above the stock market's average 2% yield. So there's some things that I like there. Um, 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Vox Media, which is a company I don't know much about, but they just filed for valuation about $380 million. They raised $46 million from an investment firm. They have the sports blog network SB Nation. Legacy media companies and newspapers continue to hemorrhage money and slash headcounts. Several you know, prominent online media companies like BuzzFeed and Vox have successfully courted investors with new business models. BuzzFeed raised investments from venture capital group Andreessen Horowitz. It's got about an $850 million valuation. You may remember you know, BuzzFeed, $850 million valuation, right? Amazon founder Jeff Bezos bought the whole entire Washington Post for $250 million last year. New York Times market value is about $1.9 billion. Um, so just look at the Washington Post, New York Times, and then somewhere in the middle of that is BuzzFeed. Pretty impressive. Or pretty damn crazy, depending on how you look at it. Uh, Vox Media has a couple other news sites that I, again, I just don't know. Polycom, Polygon.com. A real estate blog called Curbed, a food blog called Eater, um, founded in 2003. Um, Fox Media ventured into general news earlier this year when it signed former Washington Post writer Ezra Klein to launch a news explainer site that now carries its main brand name as well. Anyway, 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Take a look at the market numbers. You know, I did a segment not too long ago where I was things that I'm thankful for. The good year in the stock market. So I'm trying not to get too caught up in taking a look at the day-to-day. Apple, for instance, has had an amazing year, has had an amazing month, has had an amazing quarter. And then today, at one point in time, it's down 6%, and everyone's trying to figure out, that's a crazy amount. Some people think it's because Morgan Stanley's downgrading the overall tech industry. Some people think it's because Morgan Stanley inside that downgrade said you should only own 3% of Apple instead of 4%. Some people just think it's profit-taking. And if you're going to be that stressed by a stock falling 6%, you shouldn't own stocks, is my opinion. I read an interesting article on President Barack Obama's presidency. And ultimately... It made a pretty good point that six years ago, instead of focusing it on Obamacare, healthcare reform, he should have focused it on the economy, and he would be a much more popular president. Get to Obamacare late in his tenure versus early, because people wanted jobs. Some people don't care if they have healthcare or not. Um, the people who didn't have healthcare aren't likely voters. Um, according to polls, but it was an interesting article on his presidency and how it's kind of come apart and all by the timing of a decision of pushing one agenda over another. 
and kind of focusing on being a nanny state country versus helping the economy. I don't know. I'm Rob Black. You can find me online at robblack.com. That's robblack.com. Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. I couldn't do this without you. I missed you on Thursday and Friday. But what's interesting to note is as I got back into the Bay Area, I felt my physical stress levels start coming back up. And uh, I've got to work on that in 2015. It's going to be one of my issues. Why am I getting stressed coming back to this? But I could feel it. Uh, and then this morning when I woke up, I was like, why am I waking up at you know 3.30? Like, I don't need to be up this early. And then you start looking at the thoughts that are in your head, and there's a bit of stress. Um, the company raised $1 million to make a real fancy ring. And they did this on Kickstarter. Now, Kickstarter has been filled with some of the best stupid stories of the year. Um... The guy who wanted to raise money for making potato salad. Not anything super awesome, just potato salad. So after raising nearly $1 million in Kickstarter, there's a company called The Log Bar. It's being touted as having one of the most disastrous product launches of all time. The product is a ring that acts as a wearable device that lets you control everything from your text to your home appliances using hand gesture commands. It doesn't work is the problem. Uh, oh, no. 800-516-1220. Um, log bar. So some of these Kickstarter projects don't pan out. Let's go to Chris from Santa Clara. Chris, how are you? Hello, Rob. Hi. Hey, uh, great show, Rob. I just had a quick question. Uh, I don't have an employee retirement option, so I know i got to get like a Roth and start saving for retirement. But it is so overwhelming to find, like, a broker and, you know, how to get started in investing. I mean, do you have any advice? Sure. Um, congratulations, first and foremost. Okay, thank uh, you. Being cognizant of needing to save money, you're, I mean, you're, you're up on your friends probably. How old are you? Uh, just turned 38, and I don't have much saved for retirement, so i got to get on it. Yeah, you are way behind, so you may have to start saving extra for it and or cutting your expenses and or taking maybe cheaper vacations and or maybe not getting that new data plan that you so badly want or that new phone. But uh, to answer your question, you can call Fidelity or Vanguard or TD Ameritrade, any of the three. You can go online and say, I'm Chris, give me your last name, say, I, I want a Roth IRA. And they will handhold you, walk you through the whole process. Um, okay. I know it's 800 Fidelity, it's 800 Vanguard. I don't know TD Ameritrade's 800 number, but all of them have good websites. And uh, all you have to do is, you know, call up and say, I'm, don't say you're stupid, but say, I'm just not, I don't know exactly what to do. And they will fill out the paperwork for you. So some of these you can now sign online. Um, so, yeah, I think that's the best way to start. And once you do that, you want to fund it with just good diversification. Try to get $5,000 in this year if you can. You have until April 15th to fund 2014. Um, and just try to put it into a diversified you know, ETF, something like okay. the Wilshire 5000, the Russell 3000, um, an S&P 500 fund. Um, just start with that and then get smarter next year. You know, okay. Next year you'll want to add more diversification, like a small cap or mid cap or maybe something emerging um, as far as emerging markets go. And, 
I'd go that direction. So start simple. Keep it simple, stupid. So thanks for the call, Chris. That lifts my spirits a little bit. Um, it's always nice to know that real people are out there. Justin Bieber abandoned a puppy. If this is true, saddest story ever. Uh, you remember the monkey he left. He's traveling around the world with a monkey. And for the record, can we not hate this man unified as a nation? Um, get him kicked out of the United States. $80 million in earnings last year. Um, Mally the monkey uh, that he left in Germany. He egged a couple of people's houses. He got caught drag racing under the influence. Um, and let's not forget the time that he walked around in public wearing a gas mask. So the saddest story now, though, is a puppy. Um, he doesn't have a good track record with monkeys or with animals at this point in time. Uh, but it looks like he's abandoned a puppy. Just thrown it out there. <laughs> Beebs. How do people like him make $80 million a year? I get people like uh, Eminem, who has a record label and you know produces other people's music like 50 Cent. I get it. I get the big money. Um, and, you know, scary good talent, whether you like it or not. Um... There's just, there's, he's just a poser. So a Canadian poser, which is like the worst type. 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. I'm going to go as far as to predict that any Justin Bieber fans who I've just offended, you're probably not going to make it to retirement. So just sticking with that. Um, one thing that I want people to do is when they're younger, think about their career. Even if you're under 30, still think about going back and getting a different job training. I think we're going to come to a day where you know, companies like Google and Facebook have to open up universities because universities are costing too much. Then you're there for four years taking you know, English lit classes when you're probably not going to use you know, the readings of Fido or Dostoevsky very often in your life. I understand the importance of it, but it's also a big problem. Like for instance, if I was making less money than I think I deserved, I'd find out about being an air traffic controller. Um, after school and training, it pays an average of 100000 a year. Um, air traffic controllers can make $200,000 a year with great benefits. Maybe court stenographer. Uh, things that you don't necessarily need a four-year degree for. 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-516-1220. I'm Rob Black. Find me online at robblack.com. It's robblack.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of the Wall Street Business Network, this station, its management, owners, or advertisers, and should not be construed as legal, tax, or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. And I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 